0: Hello, greetings and welcome. This is Alchemy Radio, the home of the open mind. It's great to have your company, whether you're a long-term or a first-time listener, and we really hope you enjoy the show. We're free and on demand from iTunes and alchemyradio.net, and you can follow us and join the Alchemy community on Facebook and Twitter. So don't be shy about saying hello. We welcome all feedback. We exist thanks to your kind donations and... We've had a recent surge in listeners, which means our costs have gone up and we're struggling a little bit to meet them, but we are managing to do it. So thank you to everybody who has donated. Instead of harping on about it, of course I mentioned it on the show, but instead of harping on about it, I'll just say you can find our donate and subscription buttons on the website. We're completely non-profit and intend to stay that way, and depending on the associated costs, we'll get as many shows as we can out there and increase the regularity of those shows. So speaking of shows, onto the show. How can we This week's guest oh, is David Icke. David is a hugely oh, prolific author, researcher, and public speaker who has travelled to more than 50 countries during the course of his research. In his writings, David explores everything from consciousness to geopolitics to the nature of reality and aims to connect the seemingly unrelated dots in order to give us the bigger picture. David, you're very welcome back to Alchemy Radio, your third visit to the show, if that's the right word to use. How are things? Uh, Hello, John. I'm good, mate. You? I'm fantastic. It's all getting very exciting again for you because you've got Wembley coming up and we're going to talk in some detail about that. Uh, But... Let's talk about the world first at large. I mean, most people are familiar with your work. If not, they can easily find it online, davidike.com, for all the various bits and pieces. But there's so much happening. We've spoken over the last couple of years on this show about how the, uh, the little pieces of the jigsaw are starting to come together and we're seeing a grand master plan. But everything from glo- global geopolitics to political arena to pedophilia in the UK, it's all, it all seems to be coming down on us at once in 2014. What are the flashpoints, do you think, at the moment, David?
1: well there's there's so much going on um some of which is uh challenging to the cabal behind global events, mm. like pedophilia among the political classes uh coming out and they're working very hard to suppress that um, We can get into that uh, later if if you if you like uh but um you know obviously prime at the moment is what's going on in the middle East, and this is Something that, you know, I've been talking about, writing about for years and years and years. It's quite surreal, actually, watching it unfold on the television news now, because uh, there has been an agenda for uh, going way back. We're not even talking a few decades, to be to be honest. That's how far it's projected forward mm. um, to create a situation where uh, what um, one major, major um Freemason called Albert Pike in the 19th century called Unleashing the Nihilists in other words unleashing uh, people with no morality uh, completely um, extreme psychopathic people upon um, the world to create enormous um, horrors uh, that will demand a response from the world and of course the background to that is those unleashing the nihilists, uh, now called ISIS or Islamic State, are the same people who are unleashing the response in terms of bombing um, uh, in Iraq and in uh, Syria. Um, Very clearly, and the evidence is overwhelming, these countries in the Middle East have been on a wish list for a long time. Um, And going back again, decades and decades, but you can pick it up in uh, around 2007 when Wesley Clark, the uh, former uh, head of, uh, you know, the military end of NATO in Europe, um, said uh, that he um, had been told a few days after 9-11 by uh, top man in the Pentagon that they were going to invade Iraq. I mean, let's just emphasize this. Um, The invasion of Iraq was in 2003. He said he's saying that he was told this a few days after 9-11. He said then that he went back a few weeks later, met the same person and said, well, I thought you said we're invading Iraq. Why aren't we invading Iraq? And why would we invade Iraq? No one seemed to know at that time. And the the guy he said said to him, uh, pulling a piece of paper uh, off his desk. It's um, it's worse than that, sir. Uh, we've just had this down from what was in effect Rumfeld's office, the um, Secretary of Defense at the time of 9-11. And uh, we're going to invade country after country after country over the next few years. And he named them. They were going to be Libya. They were going to be Syria. They were going to be Iran. Um, uh, and they were going to be Iraq. And what's happened is this Wish list, this agenda of countries to take over um, has been unfolding ever since. But of course, they have to hide the fact that it is uh, a coordinated uh, picking off of countries by using different excuses for um, invading or bombing the different countries. So in um, Afghanistan, it was Bin Laden's there, even Mm -hmm. though Bin Laden and the Taliban came out of the um, creation by the United States, the CIA, and Jimmy Carter's former national security adviser, Sobigny Brzezinski, has admitted this himself. Um, they created um, the uh, the Mujahideen in Afghanistan to um, attack the uh, Russian-controlled, Soviet Union-controlled uh, government in Kabul um, to uh, entice the Soviet Union to invade Afghanistan to, in Brzezinski's words, give them their Vietnam. And it worked. They, the, the Soviet Union did invade. There was a, a a war went on for about a decade. About a million Afghans died. And it was a, a, a mortal blow in the end to, to the Soviet Union as planned. But then the mujahideen that were created um, by Brzezinski and and following on uh, from him and Carter into the Reagan uh, Bush administration became the Taliban and became what is termed al-Qaeda and al-Qaeda means the base or the database and as uh, Robin Cook the former uh, British foreign secretary said before he died very very soon afterwards Mm -hmm. he said in a newspaper article that um, al-Qaeda was actually uh, the creation of the CIA and they would just names on a database, Al-Qaeda, that the CIA had of Mujahideen fighters. Um, so that was Afghanistan. And I'll come back to the Mujahideen in a second and Al-Qaeda. Um, and then uh, they went on to um, Iraq, of course. And Iraq was the big lie of weapons of mass destruction that can hit British targets in 45 minutes and hit America and all that. Absolute lies. And um, what we're looking at is um, this technique that I've been uh, talking about all these years, problem, reaction, solution, and in terms of Iraq, no problem, reaction, solution, create a problem or the perception of one, get the reaction, do something, or at least open people to the fact that something has to be done in response to the problem, which you created, and then offer the solution to the problems that you've created. So the no problem reaction solution of weapons of mass destruction was invading I- Iraq. And then the, um, the list continued. Uh, they uh, went into Libya. The um, excuse for that was Gaddafi is killing his own people. But actually what is happening and um, was happening then is that um, Western United States, uh, British, NATO um Uh, forces had trained and armed and um, controlled the uh, so-called rebels in Libya, which were full of people from the former Mujahideen and Al-Qaeda. And uh, they um, started attacking Gaddafi government targets. And at that point, the um, politicians and the media were silent. soon as Gaddafi started responding to these attacks, they couldn't find microphones quick enough. He's killing his own people. And so uh, they then uh, get a United Nations Security Council resolution. I think it was 1973. And then they basically ignore the limitations of that and start bombing um Libya into the Stone Age. And of course, now Libya is an absolute human catastrophe Mm. with factions fighting factions and factions within factions, fighting factions within factions. They've had to send ships in to evacuate people. Libyans are leaving the country as refugees to get away from it. And so that was... Libya. And then they started to move the rebels from Libya, same people, only now with uh, Gaddafi's weapons, which they now controlled. And they moved them into Syria, because the next on the list was Assad. They wanted Assad. And they thought Assad was fall as quick as Gaddafi. And it's really thrown a spanner in the works that 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 hasn't happened. And um, so they've been... um, arming and funding the so-called Free Syrian Army, which they call the moderates, Mm -hmm. when actually it is anything but moderate. And what has happened is the same force has gone through um, changes of name. So uh, the Mujahideen became Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda became different names in Syria. It, it became the, uh, the, the Free Syrian Army. And eventually it became ISIS, ISIL, the Islamic State. And so we have now um, quite clearly, I mean, the evidence is overwhelming that um, all these arms, which are now openly being supplied by the United States to the Free Syrian Army trying to uh, um, remove Assad, are actually going through that to ISIS, ISIL, um, Islamic State, because they are, in effect, uh, the same um, organization. And so the idea was to get rid of Assad quickly. It's not happened. So what they tried to do was push that on by playing another no-problem reaction solution, another what they call a false flag, by um unleashing chemical weapons in Syria and blaming Assad for doing it uh, people will remember that yeah. and of course um if you're Assad you have to be completely insane and he's not to actually do that knowing that you're giving your very the enemies you know want to remove you in in NATO uh, uh, Britain and America you're giving them the very excuse To come in and blow you away. Uh, Therefore, it's the last thing you're going to do. And of course, it's it's come out that actually it was rebels that did that. Absolute classic uh, uh, manipulation of uh, perception by creating a uh, problem and then blaming someone else for it. Uh, But they tried to get it through that they could unleash Air attacks upon and, and 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 beyond that on Assad. They tried to get it through the British Parliament last year. I think it was about this time last year, and it and they lost. And that, that was a shock to everybody. And 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 once that had happened, I mean, Obama didn't even bother going to Congress because he knew by that time he wasn't going to get it through. So now they've got a problem. They've got Assad. They need to remove him on their wish list, and it's slowing down their. Uh, unfolding agenda by not doing so uh, so what do we do so what what has happened is this um isis has been unleashed on iraq and you know they say oh it came out of nowhere no it didn't uh it 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 it, it was unleashed at the time that it was decided to unleash it and of course by um uh, attacking um in iraq uh, uh, against the iraqi army as as the iraqi army was was um was overrun by these uh, so-called, you know, terrorists and rebels, who actually they were very highly trained, they um, then inherited from the Iraqi army this vast array of military equipment, often state-of-the-art, that was given to them by the Americans and left behind when the Americans apparently left, but of course they never have. And what's kind of, uh, you know, funny, though not ha-ha funny, is that, um these uh, apparently, you know, um, uh, these rebels that just came from the people, um, even though they've inherited this this state of the art weaponry, et cetera, they kind of know how to use it. Yeah, it's I incredible. Mean, what? It? <laughs> um, and so what they've done, because unleashing this ISIS was going to happen anyway. These are the nihilists that um, Albert Pike talked about in the 19th century that were going to be unleashed in this this unfolding process of global takeover. Uh, but what uh, they've done is is also spun it so that um, the base, the headquarters of ISIS, is in Syria, and so um, these videos of people being beheaded, which actually don't show that, and, and he, he, certainly on the first one, the the, the uh, apparent beheading of the journalist um, uh, Foley. Even mainstream people came out and said, we think this is a fake. This is after the alternative media have shown it was. And I'm not saying these people um, weren't killed and aren't killed. I'm saying the videos that were produced are, um, uh, uh, what do they keep saying? Oh, these are real high quality videos. Yeah, I bet they bloody are. And the, I, the, what's ha- been happening is that um, they have set out to horrify the public, so that, uh, and then uh, saying that, oh, and these people are coming to the to our country and all this, to uh, break the resistance of the public to action in Syria, and so, what has now happened is we've gone in a year because of ISIS, this creation of the West, we've gone from no, we are not supporting you going in and bombing in Syria to. Um, a majority, clear majority, if the polls should be believed, of those that say, yeah, OK, we don't want you to, but we see why you need to. So what's happening now? We've reached the point where the Americans are bombing in Syria, which is, I mean, they're, they're, they've, they've created something that they were denied a year ago. The, 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 the British government has now um, uh, persuaded uh, the uh, parliament to support bombing in Iraq, but already the um the next stage is unfolding where david cameron the british prime minister is talking about you know the the need to to go into syria and if, if things happen he has the right to to decide to do that without going back to parliament and you've got the american administration saying w- w- we can't we can't sort isis out in syria their headquarters unless we remove assad so you can see This unfolding lie, um, which which is the um, the bedfellow, the stablemate of problem reaction solution, which is what I call the totalitarian tiptoe going towards your goal in little steps. uh, And every step is presented as unconnected to all the other steps when actually it's exactly um, what what is happening. These are steps towards an end goal. And the um, the target in the end is Iran. Uh, But they they've got to go a little bit before they can get there,
0: and it is incredible because there are so many of these seemingly disconnected and disparate jigsaw pieces that are becoming closer and closer together and a little bit more obvious. Like, for example, um, the first thing that these so-called rebels do in Libya is set up a central bank. Now, I mean, throughout history, what rebels go in to try and depose a tyrannical leader and just set up a central bank is the first thing that they do. I mean, it's beyond organisation. It's just, it's absolutely incredible. and. Of course, where is the mainstream media now with regard to somewhere like Libya? Because they just disappear. The country is left in ruins. But the majority assumption through the mainstream media is that, oh, we sorted things out there and Gaddafi is gone. So, you know, let's let's move on to the next big problem. And as you say, it's problem, reaction, solution. And they're not even problems because they are false flags. And there's another thing in all this. You know, we're supposed to have this um,
1: Islamic holy war. Um, this jihad, um, and yet, when you look at these um, so-called Islamic rebel organisations, mm. they attack other Muslims. They don't even go near to attacking Israel, which is supposed to be the big, you know, demon to to them. Yeah. They don't. Why? Because Israel, the United States, and Britain, the diabolical uh, um, trio. Um, uh, with 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 nato attached as well are actually behind all this on a simple um a simple technique if you if there's something you want to do i.e take over all these countries in the middle east and you don't have an obvious excuse or reason to do so that the public will say okay that makes sense then you need to invent the problem you need to invent the enemy and this is what they've done i mean you've got John, uh, uh, former CIA contractors who've come out publicly and giving interviews saying that um, the CIA is training these people in Jordan uh, with one hand and um, kind of attacking them, resisting them with the other. Once they get further down the line and start using that training and attacking uh, people in I- Iraq and Syria. I mean, it, it's just so blatant. But you know, I um, I, I I went to a a, a do as they say um, in um, in London on Sunday, mm. and it was like a a semi kind of celeb do and people with posh voices. I didn't even know what I was going into till I arrived there. And what what brings you uh, down to a much greater understanding of of, of how what I we've been describing is possible, is when you um, talk to people who, who don't um, investigate anything, they don't research anything, they get their opinions, not from their own self, but from they download them from the system. Um, and you see the, 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 the naivety that, and, and the ignorance and naivety and ignorance are a desperately destructive combination in terms of understanding that where they're, they're buying these these lines. I mean, one person in the in in, in the audience, um, when when someone raised the question about how Diana died immediately, she died because the driver was drunk. And it's like you've not researched a thing. Therefore, you're just repeating what the systems told you to believe about that situation. And in terms of the the, the area that we're discussing, so many people buy that. They, they, Because they cannot conceive of the level of evil and they do not want to conceive the level of evil. Therefore, let's kid ourselves, it doesn't exist. That would create such mega uh, mass death, destruction and suffering uh, on a vast numbers of people to create the end of control and take over and they can't conceive it and if they can't conceive it they can't believe it and uh, you know what um the whole cabal is based upon that the the foundation of its ability to function and do what it does is to maintain the mass of the population all over the world in ignorance um, and and one level of that one fundamental level of that ignorance is to stop people um, thinking outside of the download. Yeah. And, and and if you don't, if you don't question the download, I mean, you know, I'm sitting in front of a computer, John, right? And if I put some disc or stick in the tower here and I download it into this computer, it won't process that information in terms of um, filtering it. Or questioning it it will simply download it and then it will function on the basis of that information now being part of its operating system and that is precisely what is going on with the vast majority of people every second of every day whether it's a newspaper, television news, radio, peer pressure, parents, whatever, teachers, academics, scientists, doctors, they're downloading information. And if you don't process it through filtering and questioning and demanding to see its credibility before accepting it into your perception, then you're nothing more than a biological computer terminal on a fake um information uh fi and that's what most people are and and this is why the information that that you me and 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 more and more people are, are, are trying to get out there what it's doing is it's um breaking down uh, this um idea that there's only one way of looking at things yeah and 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 once you you can break that Uh, Well, dependency almost, but once you can break that uh, addiction to uh, the official version of everything, then the dominoes start to fall because you only have to dig, as you know, I know so many know now, you only have to dig slightly below the surface before the official version of almost everything starts to collapse
0: Yeah, so much of the official story is beyond flimsy. And what you've just spoken about, it reminds me a little bit of trying to go on a journey somewhere. So if you decide you want to go from London to Glasgow, for argument's sake, within your paradigm, the only way of travelling a distance of that length is in a car. Well, then you're confined to the roads because you're not going to be able to drive through the fields and you're not going to be able to take to the air or take a roundabout way by sea in your car. However, if you break free from that paradigm and you look outside the box and you realise, hang on a minute, there are a couple of other ways I can do this. I could go on my feet and they'll take me there. It might take a little bit longer than if I was going by car, but I'll get there nonetheless. And if I look around me further, I realise there are so many other ways that I can travel on that journey. And I think it's about breaking free from the default position of mindset. And while society may condition us to think in a particular way, the fact of the matter is that all that does is hides things and cloaks things for us so we can't see the wood from the trees. However, if we make the conscious decision to break free from that, and while it might be difficult initially, it gets easier and easier, I think certainly in my experience as time goes on, and it is a never-ending journey, of course, but it gets that little bit easier, and it allows us to take more responsibility for our own actions and our own lives, and it makes things better for us in the long run. At the end of the day, David, I think it's up to us to improve our own situations and not be limited by the constructs of somebody else or the walls that they might put up, either advertently or inadvertently, in front of us.
1: Well, I, I've been using this, uh, this, this, this phrase for a long time. It, it's not about not seeing the wood for the trees. It's not seeing um, the trees for the twigs. You can't see the forest because of the twigs. Um, and and what, what people do is they focus um, so much on uh, dots or twigs that they can't see the forest. And it's, it's, it's from the forest that you see the connections. If you're, if you're, if you're um, staring uh, v- at very close range at a twig, I mean, you've got a certain perception of reality. But when you are in a a, a hot air balloon or something looking down on the forest, you've got a completely different um, perception of reality. The twigs are still there, but you've you've realized that they're connected to everything else. And it's it's at the level of the tapestry rather than the strands of the tapestry that the truth can be seen. But but what um, the. Cabal does in the way it controls information. It focuses people on dots, and 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 does everything it can so that they don't connect the dots. And if you can't connect the dots, you can't see the picture. It's just confusing. Why is this happening? Well, why is that happening? Why is that happening? Well, it's it's happening because that's uh, attached to that, and that's connected to that, and that's connected to that. Now look at the picture. Oh my goodness, I couldn't see that before. No, and it's like looking at the world. Um, through the, the 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 wrong end of a a, a a telescope or looking at the world down a microscope you can you could or, or or looking at the world through uh you know a, a couple of um a couple of pipes all you can see is the little bit of light at the end of each pipe but you 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 know you you step back and there's a, a massive panorama but yeah. you couldn't see it looking through the pipes and that that's what's happening people are I'm um, so focused, especially in the five senses, and especially in the left side of the brain. The left side of the brain doesn't see uh, connections; it doesn't see pictures. It sees bits of uh, of pictures that don't seem to be bits of a picture. They just seem to be bits. They just seem to be dots. Um, and and if you look at the education system, uh, uh, what we laughably call the education system, right the way from the first to the last, it's um, It's putting information into the left side of children's brains and it's stimulating the left side of the brain. You know, the greatest thing that children can do in the formative years of their lives is just play. Yeah, because that allows the imagination, the right side of the brain that does see uh, pictures to to actually get um, stimulated, triggered, awakened. But you look at um, the education system and all the things like like music and the arts and and all these things that would 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 open the right side of the brain They all had their funding taken away. And they focus upon left brain subjects like numbers and and, and language and structures. Um, And so um, people are not just conditioned through information, they're conditioned through left brain stimulation to see the world in in in, in uh, terms of everything apart from everything else now this not just affects uh, their view of reality in the sense that everything is connected to everything else in the end we're all one infinite awareness but in terms of the uh, geopolitical situation it also uh, uh, pulls things apart so america and britain and france and south africa and and uh, Israel. They're not connected. They're different countries, but they're actually fundamentally co- controlled by the same network of secret societies and uh, satanic uh, uh, groupings. And that—that th- that is the level of the forest. The, the countries, the governments, um, the so-called individual militaries, um, they are the twigs. So at every level of um, perception every level of experiencing reality if your if your left brain is that which is dictating your sense of reality you will only see twigs wherever you go so in, in terms of reality you'll see me you'll see you you'll see the trees uh, you'll see um the rain and all the rest of it and you'll see things that you perceive to be apart from everything else mm. Um, with empty space in between, um, that's your view and it's just the reality version of what I've just described in terms of countries when actually there is a, a, a an energetic field that is connecting everything and everything is an expression of that field. but the this is this is one of the things, John with scientists scientists and doctors for instance and all these people, they come through this education system, stimulating the the left side of the brain. I mean we've got some idiot in this country uh who who's connected to this organization Ofsted, that runs the education system. He's come out recently and said children should be going to school at two. 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 <laughs> because what, what they want, he's probably not deep enough in the in, in in the in the rabbit hole to know. He's just a gopher, but what what they're doing this for is they want to um squeeze the amount of time that children have um, from the womb to the left brain being stimulated and, uh, and becoming the dominant force. That's what they want. So that the less playtime they have, the less imagination time you give children, the better for the system. So you go through the, the system that stimulating the left side of your brain in all these multiple ways. And to become a doctor or to become a scientist, um, you have to Um, do very well at school and college. You have to pass exams and passing exams is um, memorizing what the system has told you to believe and then telling the system what it's told you to believe is true. Um, And so by the time you get these people who in these professions that need uh, very uh, big um, examination passes to qualify for these various specializations, you've got people overwhelmingly who are incredibly stimulated in the left side of the brain, not least science. Mm. And, and because of this, scientists, um, doctors too, are a, a kind of branch of science. Um, but the scientists are, I mean, this guy, Professor Richard Dawkins at Oxford University is an absolute classic. Um, they do not have the capacity to connect Dots. They can only see dots. And if you can only do that, there's no way you can understand the unity of reality. Therefore, you're always going to be uh, making assumptions and coming to decisions about everything on the basis of a fundamental flaw in your understanding. I mean, this guy, Richard Dawkins, who, of course, has um, made it his job to ridicule and dismiss anything alternative to his belief system. Yeah. Um, He actually said in a book that uh, reality was not malleable, but it patently is. But in the same book, he said reality is not malleable, but his grasp of quantum physics was a bit foggy. I mean, what? It's quantum physics that gives you on an energetic level some level of uh, vision of the forest um, from which everything becomes manifest. And, And if you don't, uh understand that you cannot possibly understand reality you can only uh, pick out a dot or a twig um uh, and 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 focus on that but that's just uh like again using another analogy that's only a strand in the web it doesn't let you see the web and so we have all these scientific so-called disciplines that not only don't talk to each other they um uh compete with each other for funding and prestige when actually if they put them all together uh, they would realize that the information is already there to show that what mystics and shaman and uh... open-minded uh... thinkers and perceivers have said throughout human history which is everything is an expression of everything else it's like nikola tesla said the great scientist of the twentieth century he said that um, uh, when science starts to study the non-physical level of reality, they'll make more progress in a very short time than they have in thousands of years. Absolutely right. Uh, but again, we, no matter whether we're talking about ISIS here or whether we're talking about reality or whether we're talking about medicine or whatever, it's the same thing. It's seeing the twigs and not the forest. Uh, and, and that's what the system is um, structured to do to keep you seeing everything as apart from everything else.
0: I think you're absolutely right. And then the distractions that we have on a daily basis as well, which are, of course, part of the construct, are making it even more and more difficult for people to see, to the extent that the cognitive dissonance is so great that if anybody dares to challenge the mainstream view of things, with the vast majority of people, well then, it's not just a defensive reaction from those who are, uh, who, who, who are so conditioned. It's actually a, an aggressive response. And everybody who might dare to do the questioning becomes the new boogeyman for these people. I mean, that's the extent of the conditioning that I see around me on a daily basis. Not with everybody, but with a huge swathe of society. It's- To dare question anything, no matter how obvious it might seem. For example, there's a huge issue in Ireland here at the moment with the introduction, uh, probably the wrong word to use, but of water charges. I say the wrong word because we're already being charged in Ireland twice fold for water. And now they're about to introduce a third charge. They just say it's a new charge and that it's the only one. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. The point I'm getting at is, despite the fact that there is not one person that I can think of who wants to pay for water, again. The vast majority of people in Ireland will accept that because it's the dumb thing, it's the status quo. RTE, the state broadcaster, will trot out the mantra night after night after night that this is what has to be done to dig Ireland out of the shitty hole that it's got itself into over the last five years. And never mind the fact that it is the people offering, the, the same people offering the solutions ...to climb out of this shitty hole who put us in there in the first place, that's totally irrelevant because what can you do? David, you can go out and vote and can't you change that if you want? (laughs) You know, I mean, you've got the power to change it, of course you do. That's, That's the issue that we have and it really kind of gets to me on a personal level when if I dare question that construct... I'm automatically a cranker, I'm automatically um, anti-authoritarian, even though I may be in a lot of ways, that's not necessarily a bad thing. There is this assumption or this kind of base level that people start from that any of that kind of thing is bad. So you better get back in your box and make the best of it.
1: Yeah, um, I I had an experience in this little thing I did on Sunday with um, what I was saying, because, you know, I, I... we're well past the time when we, when, when we, we need to pull punches. We tell people straight. Yeah. And, and I was talking about certain politicians like, uh, the former British prime minister, Ted Heath, uh, who I named in 1998, seven years before he died. He was still an MP at the time as a, uh, a child abusing, child killing, child, um, torturing Satanist. Um, and all this stuff with Jimmy Savile. Uh, I mean, it's all, uh, coming out now. And, and this political pedophile ring that I was exposing in, um, in the in the biggest secret, 1998. So and 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 it, it's 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 documentable, and even some of the mainstream media are now saying things that um, are supporting the fact that this is happening. Yeah. But you know, when I was talking about um, this on Sunday, you, you 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 saw the people. So you, a lot of them were open to it, but you saw the people. Their faces started to stiffen. They crossed their arms. They they could hardly look me in the eye. Um, and it was completely dismissed because um, I was dismantling their worldview. I was the scar tissue on their worldview. and and, and therefore they didn't want that uh, to uh, they didn't want to hear it. It's like um, that uh, definition of, of cognitive dissonance. Sometimes people hold a core belief that he's very strong. When they're presented with evidence that works against that belief, the new evidence can't be accepted. I saw that in front of my eyes on Sunday. Um, It would create a feeling, the definition goes, that it is uh, that is extremely uncomfortable. I saw that called cognitive dissonance. And because it's so important to protect the core belief, they'll rationalize, ignore, even deny anything that doesn't fit with the core belief, i.e. that David Icke's talking rubbish. He's just mad. And I said to him at the end, you know, I said, you know, all you people. And pointing them out, you know, you you there with your, your, your crossed arms and your you know smacked ass face, and you over there, you, you're 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 dismissing me. But I ask you this question: Will you now go away and check the information? You won't, will you? You because you don't want to know that it's true. Mm. And only by uh, checking the information and changing your view in the light of that information is the world going to change? Because sitting there crossed armed. Uh, is simply how the world stays the same. And that's that that these are these are the um, these are the the mental mechanisms that go on um, that that hold people in this hold people in the download. It's like the Morpheus uh, character said in The Matrix, you have to understand most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system that they will fight to protect it. And and and, and who do they fight to protect it against? Those who are exposing it. You know,
0: mm.
1: you know, uh, people like Malcolm X were talking about this uh, in the 60s. How you know, if you're not careful, the newspapers will uh, make you hate the people that are exposing the evil, basically, and love the people that are, that that are. Um, producing evil. I mean, I'm I'm coming from the point of evil. This is is what happens. And I don't know whether you've been following this in recent times. um, I mean, literally recent days, John, but David Cameron made a speech at the UN a few days ago, really, last week, in which he uh, was saying that, uh, on the face of it, idiotically, that um, people who Promoted and communicated conspiracy theories like, you know, the seven seven bombings in London and 9-11 were not the official story wasn't true, were as dangerous as as the Islamic State. Um, And this was a, uh, if you like, a a big confirmation of something that we've been seeing for a while, which is the um, the the moves to target people like you and me. Um, who are uh, exposing this stuff um, on the basis that that, that we are um, some kind of danger and some kind of, uh, you know, terrorist. Yeah. And today at the Conservative Party conference, you've had um, uh, Theresa May, the Home Secretary, coming out and saying that the next conservative government, if it wins the next election, will be introducing legislation to um, to stop the flow of in effect, conspiracy theories. That's what that's what they're really saying between the lines, and people will have to uh, have their uh, Twitter and Facebook posts um, uh, agreed with before they can uh, post them and and stuff like that. And they won't be able to meet with certain people. They won't be able to uh, have certain events. And it's it's all again problem, reaction, solution. It's using this whole ISIS uh, manufactured story manufactured danger and enemy to actually target those that are exposing the truth. Because, you know, we, we have had a lot of success. It's frustrating that it's it's not more successful. It's frustrating that more people don't uh, see it or even look at it. But when I look back 25 years, even 20 years, 15 years, the number of people that are open to this now is vastly greater than it, it used to be. And and, and they're, they're, you know they've started to um, uh, cancel the laxative order really because they they know that if this re- reaches a, a critical mass then you know the house of cards comes down, yeah. so they're trying to deal with it now uh, before it gets completely out of hand. But uh, you know I I, I think they're going to really really struggle to do that.
0: I think you're you're absolutely right and. I mean, there are green shoots emerging. I would certainly see it amongst my peer group. And it seems to be a mantra. Every time we speak, I say, well, Jesus, David, the last time we spoke, things were, were kind of moving on a little bit in terms of how open-minded my contemporaries were. And now it's it's kind of exacerbated in a positive way. But that that is actually the case. I think there are, there's almost like, there are multiple schisms emerging, as I perceive it at the moment, within society, whereby you have groups and Um, it's not just split by age and it's not just split by background, but you have groups of people who seem to be more predisposed towards an open mind or maybe more right-brained people naturally than others. And some people are just starting to separate a little bit. I see it sometimes, tensions emerging, even within, um, I mean, I can think of two friends of mine who have had fairly major fallings out within their family over their beliefs and contrasting beliefs. And I mean, things that, that shouldn't have been splitting up a family but they are because you have both sides feeling so strongly about it and the frustration then for those who are of a more open-minded disposition is that they have come from the artificial construct or the paradigm-based construct and broken right. free from it. So they've, they've actually examined both sides of the story. They've been forced to examine the first one and accepted it mindlessly probably for the years of education or whatever that might be. So for a minimum of 20 years and then they've broken free from it and made that decision but the frustration that they would then have is that those who haven't looked at the other side of the picture and have remained deeply rooted within the paradigm-based belief system, they will knock them based on just their one side of the story. There are two sides to any debate and you cannot come to a solution or any kind of reconciliation without looking at both sides. So, I mean, there is a schism there and I think that's increasing. And while it may initially look like a negative thing, I don't think the people who are kind of in the old paradigm-based system have the stomach for a fight. And I mean a spiritual fight. I mean not necessarily taking arms or whatever, but I think this is a war of the mind. It's a war of attrition that takes place in the spirit. It's an energetic war that we're about to see, um, aside from any of the geopolitical situations that may or may not exist. And I think there is a massive energetic schism about to really split the world (laughs) straight down the middle and there are people going to be left behind and that might sound completely crazy to anybody listening to the show and I generally don't give my opinions on things on this show I kind of stay fairly neutral and allow the guests to speak but I feel so strongly about this I think there is massive change coming and there's massive upheaval certainly in our material world but there's change coming on a spiritual level and I'm quite positive about that even if people are very very negative about the looming chaos in the world at large
1: Yeah I mean I mean I've been saying for a while now that it's becoming clearer and clearer to me anyway, as I observe the world, that um, there is a fork in the road. And that uh, as more and more people are awakening to uh, a much more expanded view of everything, uh, that there are others uh, that world events are pulling more and more into the density of um of ignorance because uh to remain ignorant is to continue to see um your, uh, your the state as as your mum and dad um and and somehow um you you can't you can't take on the reality that mum and dad's state is is the epitome of evil um and you know there's that um What's it called Stockholm Syndrome,
0: yeah.
1: uh, which is uh, a psychological state in which hostages, uh, they have empathy and, and, and positive feelings uh, for their captors uh, to the point of defending them. And, and so what have you just been describing, John, um, when you were sp- talking a few minutes ago? You've been des- you were describing the Stockholm Syndrome, where people are um, defending their captors by defending the state. This is what I experienced on Sunday and experienced many times. They're defending their captors. It's Stockholm syndrome. And and of course, Stockholm syndrome becomes what Morpheus said about they'll, they'll fight to, to protect the system because they're so dependent on it. And so, so inert, etc. cetera. And, um, so the people who are gripping white knuckled gripping to the wreckage in the storm, um, are um more and more going into density and dependency on their belief system, and other people are starting to swim in another direction if you like and they' they they're, they're they're expanding their their vision of everything the problem that or a major problem that the uh the wreckage grippers have um and 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 you know although what 's happening in the world is bad and 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 is designed to get worse in the short term. Uh, it has a positive thing as well. When I started out a quarter of a century ago, um, there was not the evidence in front of people's faces that there is now. And one of the major um, forces that have got people more and more interested in my work anyway, after all the ridicule of the past, is that world events focused people on the fact that these things were actually happening. Mm-hmm. They weren't just theories. They weren't just things pulled out of the ether. They were actually real because world events were starting to unfold to the pattern that was predicted. And we're now at a point where that blatancy, if you like, is more and more obvious. And so um, what I'm seeing is the, the 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 those that are clinging to the wreckage are finding it more and more difficult to hold their position as world events unfold. Um, And I said so many years ago now, decades ago, the, 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 the plan was of the cabal was to hold their perception line in terms of programming the people's mass perception of everything long enough so that the cell door clicks shut before the inmates realized they were actually in a cell. Mm. And what, what that um, cell door is designed to click with two things overwhelmingly one, the police state, which um, is designed to reach a point where resistance becomes uh, bordering on the miraculous. Um, because of the way that everything is controlled and everything is uh, under surveillance. And the other thing uh, that um, is designed to shut that cell door is transhumanism. It's technology. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about this at some length at Wembley because it's absolutely vital to understand. They are seeking to create a technologically generated sub-reality to which human minds, human brains are attached. So instead of um, us getting inspiration from the expanded awareness that we are beyond this reality, our source of all perception will come through uh, technological uh, means. And that's what, in the end, the internet was uh, designed to do. And the internet's had many good things, very good things for the uh, control system. It's had many good things for those challenging the control system. And if you look at what's happening now, they're trying to delete those that are bad for the control system and keep those that are good, mm. i.e. more and more uh, efforts to stop the free flow of information. But the um, the idea is that, I mean, if you look at these um, various, w- what to me are transhumanist technologies, um, invariably now they have the word smart in front of them, mm-hmm. smartphones, smart watches, uh, Google Glass is part of it too, getting people more and more uh, closer to having uh, technology in their bodies. And uh, smart TVs, a smart this, smart the other, smart meters. The idea is that, Everything, All these things with smart in front of them and a few things on top of that that, are, that, that don't um, actually talk to each other as one unified, technologically generated uh, um, reality through. See, what we're doing as uh, humans, if you like, is we are decoding information from the electromagnetic field. Um, this is how we turn uh, waveform information into holographic information that we call the physical world. Yeah. Um, but what this sub-technologically generated sub-reality is designed to do, and it's, it's, it's moving on all the time, it's designed to hack into that uh, electromagnetic information source um, because all these um, technologies obviously operate within the electromagnetic spectrum. Um, and hack into it, and give us a another information source that holds us in in perceptual servitude. That's what's happening, and and uh, we're being prepared all the time. I mean, you know, I I, I live on an island, the Isle of Wight, off the south coast of England, um, and I live a very um, you know almost um, uh, I would say monk like life, but uh, hermit type life in terms of my flat, and I just work most of the time. But when I went to London on Sunday and I was walking through London to this little event I went to, it was extraordinary to see people um, with mobile phones uh, and the way that they were either talking through them or working on them. We've now got a situation which uh, a lot of people thought was a joke, but uh, they're, they're actually in places like China developing places on the pavement where people with phones can walk. (laughs) <laughs> um, so, so they're not bumping into things. I mean, it's just you can see the addiction to technology, um, and you know, because the brain is 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 basically a biological what it is a biological computer. This is this is how they can um, make the brain and computer systems talk to each other, and the idea is to um, create this technological sub reality in which our um, greater awareness is replaced by technological awareness, uh, and and at that point we cease to be uh, consciousness in its true form and just become uh, computer like uh, terminals. As like I said earlier,
0: yeah, it's almost like the ants um, in the anthill, or even it reminds me sometimes of a computer game whereby you get to control what's happening on screen. But, I mean, we're becoming a part of that game where somebody else is controlling us or another entity is controlling us. And that's a scary, scary thing. The mobile phone thing that you spoke about there, all you have to do is look outside the window or walk down any street in any, certainly in the Western world, any town, and you will see people just with their heads buried constantly, constantly in their mobile phones. And it is actually frightening to look at because these people are not engaging on a personal level or I speak about energy all the time as do you on an energetic level with anybody else. They're are certainly in, in any meaningful way. I mean, everything is an energetic level, but certainly not in terms of positive, high vibrational energy. It's the opposite. It's electromagnetic frequencies and it's all the things that we shouldn't be engaging with or should be engaging with as little as possible if we're looking to expand our consciousness and our minds and, and really kind of seek out our true purpose. Because my God, I wasn't born into this world to become part of a control system. And if that's what's coming down the line, I certainly will never be a willing part of it. And I I don't think anybody else should accept that. It's not for me to say what somebody else can or can't do, but people are blindly stumbling towards this in the physical sense. And it is very frightening to look at because it's happening so quickly, David.
1: Yeah, and and the, the thing is that what you focus upon, you energetically connect with in terms of frequency. Yeah. And so... As people are being uh, manipulated to become obsessed with mobile technology and smart technology, that very focus is fusing the technological frequency, i.e. information fields, with their information fields. So that there is a frequency compatibility, which means um, it, it's, uh, there's an information uh, communication uh, uh, um, connection that's been made. Um, when you open your mind and you expand your awareness, you are making a frequency connection to the greater self, the greater consciousness beyond this reality, which is why people like that can see into this reality and see the, how the dots connect and what's going on, whereas people who are not attached to um, uh, a an awareness beyond the system uh, or not they're not to the extent that it's influencing them they can't see these connections because they're 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 in the forest and of the forest they can't uh uh, you know they're not in the hot air balloon seeing seeing it from above and seeing what 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 they really are to them it's just a, a, a you know a dark place with 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 these trees everywhere but you know from the from the hot air balloon, you're seeing exactly uh, what you're looking at. And and so the idea is to close people down so they're not at the air balloon level of perception. They're, they're in the forest and, and of the forest. And this technological connection is pulling them into that low-frequency sense of reality and that low-frequency source of information and therefore perception that is being created by this um, interconnected smart grid. I mean, they even talk about the creating the smart grid. Mm. I mean, you've got heads of the CIA talking about um, a few years ago now, and it's happening, about what they call the Internet of Things.
0: Yeah, that's
1: right. Where you, you know, things like fridges and, and, and domestic appliances are microchipped and, and, and are part of this smart grid that can be externally manipulated. Uh, you know, the temperature of your your home can be up and down, externally manipulated. And the thing is that um, on one level, the human entity is an electromagnetic field. People talk, call it the auric field. On one level, it's an electromagnetic field. And therefore, when you have smart meters, they are projecting into your home or business an electromagnetic field, technologically generated. They're talking now, um, uh, as you, you will uh, uh, know about, about... Um, um, Uh, smart meters for water. Mm. Um, uh, That's another technological uh, electromagnetic field. If you've got Wi-Fi, and most people are starting to get that now in their homes and businesses, you've got another electromagnetic technologically generated field. So all these things are sources of information that are impacting upon the electromagnetic field we call the auric field. Th- 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 thus, that there is an information exchange taking place, and thus there is a perception exchange taking place. This is how this mass technologically generated sub-reality of mind uh, control and uh, perception
0: imposition, this is how it's being built. And what do you think then of the future? Are you largely positive, or is it doom and gloom, David? Or what are what are the solutions? Because it can be very frus- frustrating for those of us who do have a particularly, um, uh, I would say, progressive worldview compared to maybe some of our peers or family members or contemporaries. Is there anything we can do to help others? I mean, nobody wants to force their views on anybody, but there are there are certain views that people just don't seem to be able to get and they could help themselves with a certain amount of information if they were in any way open to it. I mean, is there a solution to that or is it a case of, well, I think we need to focus on ourselves and our own energetic levels and other people will have to just completely make that decision for themselves? Well, somebody asked me
1: that question in another way um, at this event on Sunday. And, you know, what what does you exposing all this pedophilia among the rich and famous and the politicians what 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 good does it do what 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 is going to come from it Mm. what you're trying to achieve and how i replied was well um you can only deal with a problem once you know the problem exists and you can only deal with it effectively if you know the nature of the problem and how it operates and how it works um and So all we can do is communicate um, the nature of the problem, the nature of the game and the nature of the way that we're controlled. And then people will have the choice to respond to that or not respond to that. And, And how we collectively respond will decide what happens next. But... You know, the bottom line is and this is why I'm going to concentrate on this uh, particular area um, in the last uh, two hours at Wembley is there's no way that anything can change until people become conscious beyond mind, conscious beyond the five senses, conscious beyond the brain, because um, we have got into this situation by being unconscious, Uh, By allowing our perceptions to be manipulated and programmed, so it ails us in a very low vibrational state, which um, means that we're not connecting with high vibrational information, apart from those that have chosen to open their minds and do so. And thus, we are in this world and of this world, and we are getting our information and our perceptions from this world. And, and, and so it, it is a, a round and round the garden. Um, the perceptions come in to hold us in low vibrational servitude. And we then behave in relation to that perception. And we then police the round and round the garden of perception servitude. So anyone that, you know, as you mentioned earlier, challenges that program um, is jumped upon by those in the program. So the, the answer is to become conscious. And the, the, the first stage of that is to uh, put a blank sheet of paper in your mind and let everything, uh, all information and all perception, justify its existence. Not by um, uh, reflex action, uh, everyone knows that, mate, uh, but by asking any perception to justify itself with with evidence with information with with I- I- intuitive feeling does this feel right to me because once we start feeling and um, and and you know when we we talk about intuition and we're saying look i know i just know we don't we don't put our hand on our belly we don't put our hand to our brain mm. you know we put our hand to our brain to our head when we say look i'm thinking i'm thinking let me think let me think when we put our hand uh, anywhere, when we're talking about intuitive knowing, we put it on the heart, on the chest, the heart, because it's through the heart, the energetic heart, that we connect to 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 the, the highest level of uh, energy, frequency, and thus inspiration, insight, and knowing. And, uh, you know, when you, again, going to talk about this at Wembley, when you, you look at the makeup, not just of the energetic heart, but of the uh, what we call the physical heart it's it's um, it's uh, um a brain i mean people like the heart math institute in america who've studied the uh nature of the heart both energetic and and otherwise they talk about the heart as the heart brain it's 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 the source of innate intelligence rather than taught or programmed intelligence it's known intelligence not downloaded intelligence of the brain and and you know the there are more nerves going from the heart to the brain than there are coming the other way the heart projects the, the most powerful and the biggest electromagnetic field in the body and and what um, has happened is that those in, in, in you know in the shadows beyond the shadows beyond the shadows that are orchestrating all this they know that if you shut down the heart, uh, you You then isolate perception in the brain, and the brain is of this world, the heart is not of this world. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the Heart Math Institute in America, in their experiments, have um, concluded that when um, the uh, heart is open and is resonating in what they call coherence, as opposed to an incoherent, distorted uh, frequency. Uh, and the brain is the same, and the um, central nervous system is the same, when those three uh, points are uh, connecting in a coherent uh, unity, then the person goes into a much higher level of awareness and um, expanded awareness and perception of everything. And so what the whole uh, structure has been, projected out from the shadows beyond the shadows into the public arena, is a society structured to close the heart down. And when that happens through stress and and anger and all these things, then um, that coherence is destroyed. Low vibrational emotion like fear and anxiety and frustration all do it. And the brain is then given free reign to um, take downloaded perception from the system and manifest it as people's individual and collective sense of reality so, so in the end you know john people can talk about what do we do in the sense of you know uh, let's let's start an organization and and have someone taking minutes and we need a chairman mm. waste of freaking time yeah. um in and of itself if the if people do not become conscious then they'll just become another expression of the system operating within the system as the system operates once you know people say you know what should i do and and what i say to them is look the very fact that you're asking me that question uh says that you need to start looking at yourself why are you an expression of infinite awareness just like i am asking me what you should do because uh, you're not accessing that level of self from which that where, where those answers lie so everything comes from being conscious because once you break out of the the program out of the download you you then access levels of your infinite awareness beyond the program that will instinctively give you the intuitive inspiration of what you're individual contribution can be to this collective effort um and 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 what it means is that that level of expanded awareness is speaking through me it's speaking through you it's speaking through ethel down the store and therefore this 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 level of expanded awareness beyond the program is then inspiring all of us in our different and many and various ways because we need this uh diversity of contribution. It's speaking to us to to play our part in this collective effort. And, and, And when we open to that level of self, that level of infinite awareness, that's when you start to get the synchronicity of people coming together without effort, without searching. They come together because basically they are expressions of the same level of awareness, thus that awareness brings together expressions of itself. This is how it, it works. And everything in the end, everything, uh, whether whether this goes on or whether it doesn't go on, is decided by how many people become conscious beyond the program. And that's it. Uh, that That's the bottom line.
0: And everything, everything, everything comes from that. That's a fantastic answer and it's one that resonates with me fully. I mean, the the journey, I suppose, that I've been on all my life to date has kind of got me to a place right now where, personally speaking, my aim is to clear the mind as much as possible and have an absence of thought and to actually feel things because I find when I do feel, that's when the decisions are correct because my feelings will always lead me in a particular direction and it mightn't be an instant thing, it could take... 10 minutes, it could take 10 months before something in my life experience or my perception of what reality is happens and it, I'll hark back to that moment when I sought an answer in the feeling and it'll be wow that's why that led to that A, B, C and D and that's why the uh, the bigger picture is on view so I think you've really crystallised certainly for me and I think for a lot of people out there and what it is the difference between thoughts and feelings and why we should work with both of them together as much as possible but stem from the heart as opposed to the head and I think there's our right brain and our left brain again the so-called education system constantly pushing us towards the left brain and the thinking side of things and it's to the detriment of feeling and the earlier I mean we, you spoke earlier on about um, the guy in the UK who, who's looking for two-year-olds to start going to school I mean the earlier yeah. they get in the less chance they have so I think that's a fantastic answer and I hope that's something that will feature strongly in Wembley which is oh, that-
1: Absolutely and just very quickly on that you know Um, uh, they've just come out with another childhood disease, which they've invented, like Attention Deficit Disorder, the discoverer of which said it didn't exist before he died. Yeah. Um, And they're calling this one um, SCT, or wait for this, mate, sluggish cognitive tempo. And you know what they're saying the major um, constituent of this or major symptom of this disease is? Daydreaming. Wow. And daydreaming is... The way you access because uh, this greater awareness because it sets your imagination free, and imagination comes from the left, the right side of the brain. And uh, what they're wanting to do now is treat this with with drugs because they don't want anyone not just thinking outside the box. Actually, that's that's a misnomer. We think in the box. We daydream outside the box, and 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 thought should serve awareness not be the source of awareness so you get your inspiration and then thought can help you um impact that information within the realm of thought but if thought is where it's coming from then as einstein said you'll never solve problems with the same level of consciousness that created them
0: it's absolutely so true and think we, if if nobody daydreamed, what would ever be created? Yeah. Well, Einstein actually said himself. You know, I never discovered anything
1: worth discovering with my conscious mind. Yeah. You know, because you know that that's what happens. I remember when I was a kid. I, I when I went to school. Um, you know, when you, you, you started a new class uh, and and you went to a new a new classroom for different subjects at the start of every new year, I was always in the front of the line so I could get uh, a desk by the window where I could look out on the sports field. And, and the number of times it was said in my school career, Ike, stop daydreaming. And, <laughs> and, and, and what? That's what I like doing. So, um, you know, they're, they're, they're taking it on to, a, to another level now and giving it a, giving it a, a disease name.
0: And tell us then about Wembley, David, because you're going into, I mean, we, we haven't even begun to scratch the surface of anything we've spoken about for the last hour and a half or so. But you have got quite a bit of time to do that and to delve in much deeper at this year's Wembley event. So give us the details and what it is you will be speaking about and for how long and what else is going on, because it's a big, big production.
1: Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a very few people that, that have put it together and it, 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 it's just a massive massive amount of of, of work and um, uh, financial risk and everything because it takes a, a nine months. I mean, we started planning it a year ago and it's been pretty full on for the last uh, nine months. Um, and the reason that um, I do these events, um, and this is the first one I've done for two years, I used to do them you know, all over the world regularly, but um, is because it gives me the opportunity to connect dots over a, a, a long period of time. So um, we'll be starting at the Wembley Arena on the 25th of October at 10 o'clock in the morning, absolutely sharp, because I need every minute. Um, and uh, we'll be going on to nearly 10 o'clock at night with uh, in four sections. Now, the first section is all about the nature of reality, because without understanding that, understanding what's happening in the world today is impossible, and I, it literally is impossible, because those that are... Deep in the shadows, the centre of the of the of the web, are manipulating the world from an understanding of reality, and the um, one of the major the foundation goals of the system is to keep that awareness of reality from the target population. Um, because then the target population will not understand how they're being manipulated, because they don't know how reality works. Thus, how that reality is being manipulated to manipulate the population. Right. So I set that out, um, and it's it's just fascinating. I mean, to be honest, uh, John that that's my that's my passion. That the nature of reality that that's my absolute passion. I do the rest. I find it fascinating, I find it incredibly interesting, and I and I do it because it needs to be done. But my real passion is the nat- rea- nature of reality and how we change things by interacting with reality. The second uh, section is deep, deep, deep in the rabbit hole, and it comes out of the nature of reality to explain how this world is um, only a, a, a frequency band, a very tiny frequency band that we're actually decoding into what we think is the world, and thus there are infinite other frequency bands that uh, have the potential to manipulate this one. And, and that really goes into the realms of the non-human level of manipulation of this reality via the, the bloodlines uh, um, of uh, the, what we call the rich and famous and the blue bloods and all that stuff that are around the world that end up owning the system. And they own the system and control the system and direct the system on behalf of um, entities that are un- in the unseen Entities which, in the end, are not even in form. They're just awareness, um, but a very distorted awareness. All this is is explained in detail. and, And it's not complicated um if anyone thinks you know it's all going to be complicated and long words and 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 um and jargon and and complexity it's not when you break it down it's very simple what's happening a very simple narrative but a fascinating one and the reason that it takes so long is that there are there is so much information to fit together so people see the forest and not just the twigs yeah the third section looks at what's happening in the world today um and what the Uh, agenda wants to bring in um, from the perspective of of what's gone before. And suddenly the world today is looks completely different to what it would have done without those first two sections I talked about. And then in the third uh, section of Wembley, I'm going to talk um, and and focus on this whole theme we've just been talking about of what are the answers the answers are that we become conscious, so how do we become conscious, etc., cetera, etc? Cetera. And how do we then express that uh, state of consciousness in changes in, in the world that we're experiencing? And then, um, um, there is a, a whole uh, last hour which is all about music and dance and drumming and uh, meditative, uh, there's a meditation section and, and things like that. So it's, it's not, you know, dragged out, it's very fast-moving, but w- what, what it's focusing on is taking people out of the head and into the heart, taking people out of thought into feeling, out of programmed intelligence into um, innate intelligence. It's an energetic shift that we're going through in that whole period. I think, you know, I feel an energetic shift going on all day. But there comes a point always in the last section, ever since I started doing this, where there is a, a there is a, a big energetic shift takes place. Um, uh, and and it's very tangible for anyone who's sensitive to, to feel that taking place. And I think this one's going to be more powerful than any any other I've ever done because of all the the input of music and dance. We've got a a great band coming over from Canada called, uh, ancient order. They do some great stuff. There's a, a band from uh, London called uh, rebel control. Uh, Gareth, my son is, is playing. There's, there's other singers. There's, I was, I was in London, uh, the other night, um, watching a rehearsal of drumming and dancing. And it, it just fabulous. Um, you know, uh, the, the energy that's generated by that. So that, that's kind of the, what it is. And it's, um, it's, it's, it's an incredible journey um, of discovery, really. And um, I think to see the dots connected over that period of time um, and to see the picture emerge more and more clearly the longer the day goes on is, uh, is, is a real mind opener and heart opener for people, um, in my experience in the past anyway.
0: Well, I can attest to that on a personal level as well, having been present at Wembley last year. And... I mean you mentioned the energetic lift at the end of the show and that was very very evident to me I must say it was it's very difficult to art, uh, very difficult to articulate or describe but there is just this this extra kick that seems to come from absolutely yeah. nowhere well it comes from within really it's it's yeah. it's not an external thing and when you have so many people in the one place experiencing that on a conscious or subconscious level for me it came yeah. into the realm of of conscious um yeah. on, on on that evening it's yeah, just it's it's a most remarkable thing because it was the most tangible experience that i had had on that level in my life to date i mean it was the first time i thought right wow it was like a kick up the arse to be honest i mean it was in, in yeah. a much more pleasurable way it was something physical as opposed to just being a concept or an idea it was a true feeling it was something physical and I think it's going to be very, very exciting on the 25th of October as well. So how can people get tickets or more information? So direct us towards the website and yeah, everything else. Yeah, just go
1: to davidite.com. Uh, and uh, if they go to the headlines page, uh, right at the top of the headlines page is everything they, they need to know to, to, to get a ticket. And, you know, one of the things I've experienced over the years, uh, John, is that, you know, the, the if you like, intellectual information. Um, that is, and this, this is for people who are new to this, um, layered upon layered upon layered upon layered through the day, there comes a point where it becomes so logical and so blatant, actually what's going on Mm. fantastic as it, as it, as it, it seems to people that it's like the left brain opens, it puts its hands in the air and says, okay, okay, you've convinced me. And at that point, something else can get in. The barriers are up. You know, so much of what I thought was real in the world I can now see is not real. Now, that is an energetic uh, gateway that opens the door, opens the gate to something else. And so in that last section, the something else can come in. And that's why it's so powerful.
0: Definitely. And if people are willing to run with it, then at that point, well, then all uh, all possibilities become open and visible, which I think is quite, quite important. Yeah, yeah. Visible. Absolutely. So I guess the answers are within David and personal responsibility is key. So would you have any kind of final parting message for those who are sitting on the fence or who might be thinking about maybe Wembley or just exploring all these new kind of energetic possibilities for the first time who are listening today?
1: Well, I'll put it like this. Um, we live within a frequency range called visible light that is so small, so tiny. It is almost laughable. Beyond that is an infinity of awareness, of insight, of knowledge, of knowing. If we believe that we can know all there is to know, not just from all that is available within the tiny frequency range of visible light, but only from information that comes through state-controlled education, uh, uh, media, etc. I mean, what does that say? It's ludicrous. It's like saying that everything and um, people do pinches himself. Ouch! It, it is true. Um, People say that all they need to know to function in the world and to understand the world is between the cover of one religious book or other. Mm. This is insane. So um, if we turn that on its head and we see that it's insane, that we can't possibly know all there is to know and all we need to know within this tiny frequency band Let alone within the cover, between the covers of one book, then what is there to know beyond that? Well, the answer is virtually everything there is to know is (laughs) to know beyond that. And, And thus, your mind is always open to all possibility. It doesn't mean that you accept everything that you're told, of course not but you are open to give it a chance until it proves otherwise. It's like Socrates in ancient Greece is supposed to have said, wisdom is knowing how little we know. One of the the, the things I talk about over the years is that one of the greatest human diseases is what I call the arrogance of ignorance. Ignorance. The system is controlled by the arrogance of ignorance, and it, it, it inflicts that or uh, expresses that in the general population. The idea that you do no research, you don't think beyond what you've been told to think, and yet you know. You know, one of the things I pointed out to these people uh, on Sunday, John, is that until 1929, science says there was only one galaxy in the universe, the Milky Way. They now, uh, you know, yesterday afternoon in, in what we call time, 1929, they're now saying that there are 100 billion, perhaps even more, 200 billion. And that's from one in 1929. And you know what they'd have said in 1929? What we know is the truth of history, that the experience of all history, is whatever people thought they knew at the time either was fundamentally not true or there was a lot more to know. So what we, uh, from all that I've just said, is no matter what we think, no matter what we think we know, there is always an infinity more to know beyond that. So instead of dismissing things by reflex action because cognitive dissonance says, I don't want to know, I don't want to hear, give it a look when you give it a look cognitive dissonance starts to lose its hold over your sense of reality and everything starts to move and the adventure starts the adventure starts the great adventure of discovering what there is to know beyond what we're told is all we need to know
0: i have the power you have the power we have the power david ike as always it's such a pleasure thank you for joining me on alchemy radio Thanks, John.
1: All the best, mate. See you at Wembley. Alchemy Radio.
0: If you've enjoyed this week's episode of alchemy radio remember we rely on your donations to keep the show in its current free and advertising free format and we're most grateful for any and all help that you can offer no matter how small we put no fixed cost on the donations and it all helps and indeed a huge thank you to everybody who has donated over the last number of weeks it's making a big big difference we'll be back next week with a brand new show so until then i have the power you have the power we have the power Alchemy Radio Alchemy Radio Analyze Alchemy Radio Conceive Alchemy Radio Believe Are you tuned in? Are you tuned in?